0: Hi, this is Mohit
1: and this is Shubhra,
0: and you are listening to the ongoing conversation.
1: So today we are going to be talking about the Xbox Game Pass and like the last episode let's start with getting to know you Mohit a little better. Um, How would you describe
0: yourself? I would say I am a Like how would I describe myself? That's a tough question. I'm a. I'm twenty seven years old. I am uh, currently studying in a B school. Before that, I was working at Hindalco, and before that, I was in an engineering college. I am really interested in technology, and I love using different kind of gadgets. And apart from that, I like uh, uh, writing English poetry and reading books. And uh, my parents live in Singapore. Okay. And I think that's, I don't know what else to include.
1: Okay. So, given that our topic is the Xbox Game Pass, which is a game subscription service, let's talk a little bit about your everyday routine and how gaming features
0: in your day-to-day life so my i do not have an everyday routine as such uh post the covid sorry pre-covid lockdown i was in my hostel and i did not game except mobile gaming which included a few first person shooters like call of duty or pubg but very rarely or in fact i just didn't game apart from that at all and i gamed as a pastime intermittently when i had nothing to do but then there would be huge gaps uh before in during which i would not game at all as a child my father got me the playstation 2 and i did not know at the time what a playstation was so as say he bought a couple of games or he got free three or four games with it when he bought it and then we spent the next I think four or five years just playing those three or four games because uh, I think he also did not realize that key games are really really expensive they are almost as us uh, for example he bought the playstation 2 at that time for 200 dollars and all the games that uh, came out for it were 30 40 dollars so he did not realize how expensive games were going to be so i think he never even bothered to tell me that there exist more games in the (laughs) world so anyway so i played that and then that like became very old and boring because how many times are you going to play the same games again so i just because indian families say my parents like would never buy a gaming PC. they would not even know what a gaming pc is i never even thought of asking them because i would be laughed out of the room so i just just say never gamed after that
1: okay but now you do have an xbox and (laughs) do you play much more often now
0: so I have known about gaming consoles for a very long time and I always wanted to game. When I started working, I wanted to buy a gaming console but it just seemed like such a big purchase that I never got around to doing it because I knew I was going for an MBA so I did not know what I would do with the console once I went away but then COVID happened and I knew I would have a lot of time on my hands and I was also stuck alone in my house with nobody during the lockdown so I thought that I'll just buy a console and you know just... uh, live this passion
1: okay so you've spoken about gaming consoles and how you bought the xbox um and i know that the xbox is a gaming console but for people like me who you know don't really know much more than that or are not that much into gaming why don't you describe what is the xbox or what gaming consoles are
0: so basically computer games or video games rather can be played on the comp- any computer that you have every computer is capable of playing some games but a gaming console is a computer that is solely meant for playing games so you connect it to your PC and you play games and the games are say, manufactured by the gaming studios There are two main gaming consoles right now if you have not heard of them Sony uh, PlayStation and Microsoft Xbox and depending on what games what you you want to play and what uh, your friends are uh, playing on what consoles you might want to get one or the other There's also the Nintendo Switch. But it's not a console in the traditional sense because it's a handheld and you can carry... It's like a tablet, but it also connects to the TV and transforms it, sort of switches into a uh, console mode. So, right. yeah, that.
1: Okay. So, you bought the Xbox during the lockdown. Kind of a funny story. We waited about, what, three two,
0: months? Two or two, three months, yes. Yeah,
1: for for it to arrive. Um. So, why did you choose... To buy the Xbox that you did. You ended up buying the Xbox
0: One X, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, there's a little bit of a technical reason behind it. Uh, So, I was going to, I was confused between the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox. Both of them have, uh, like the PlayStation 4 is a family of consoles. It has a PlayStation 4 and a PlayStation 4 Pro and so does the xbox xbox one is the family of console under which at that time there was the xbox one x and the xbox one s and uh, i wanted to buy the lower end console the xbox was cheaper and uh, basically i ended up going for the higher end one uh, because I thought ki, I, I would like to use it for a couple of more years I knew there were as new generations of those consoles about to be launched which have since launched but I wasn't particularly worried about that because one new consoles usually take a lot of time to reach India at a price that is a reasonable price and also uh, I have not played games in many many years so my logic was this use catalog of games that already exist I can basically be playing for the next five years and not have to worry about you know these consoles getting out of date Uh, like right now I play games from 2014 2015 and I'm like just shocked by how futuristic the graphics looks. And because and so I wasn't worried that this will get outdated and I'll not have fun with it. I was like, I have so many thousands of games that I have not played because I've not played games in such a long time. So, right.
1: so why did you go for Xbox and not it was the cheaper. PlayStation? No.
0: I said, uh, okay. it was cheaper, and not only was it cheaper, more games came free with it, and I heard of like the like I sort of got to know about the game pass after I had bought the xbox but I was still as a confused because you can cancel e-commerce orders and get your money back I was still like should I have gotten a playstation because the two other friends of my mine who own consoles both own the playstation but when I heard about the game pass I was convinced that I had to get the xbox
1: okay so what is exactly the xbox game Pass?
0: So, a traditional console costs roughly around 20 to 50,000 rupees depending on which console you are buying. On top of that, you have to buy games for the console and on an average, games range anywhere from 1,500 to 6,000 rupees depending on how old the game is and what kind of title it was and if you look at it, that's essentially anywhere from... 15% 15% to 25% of the cost that you paid to buy the console itself. So, buying games is an expensive proposition. If you buy a game and you don't end up liking it, you can return it as a return window, but it's very small. Okay. On the other hand, if you look at what Game Pass is, it is basically a monthly fee for getting access to these 170 or so games uh, from uh, that are available on Xbox and PC by the way and uh, just uh, playing those games and you can keep playing those games as long as you are paying the subscription fee. So that is what the Game Pass is. The cost of Game Pass is around 650 rupees a month and what that boils down to is that you end up paying like what you far less money and playing far more games than what you would have if you were buying disc based games because you are not owning anything right here
1: so you're talking about the xbox ultimate game pass here right though it costs 699 per month right now yeah and they also have the xbox game pass pc and the xbox game pass console so the ultimate version is what you
0: have but you don't I have the ultimate version but you don't need the ultimate version, you have you can get the basic version and it works the same. The ultimate version allows you to run game on PC but if you have a gaming PC, you might not want to buy an Xbox so that is there and also the ultimate version allows you to play games online with your friends but if you are mostly going to be playing single player story driven games, you can just get the cheaper one because the number of games that you get is the same okay and what are the kinds of games here like pc games xbox games that's it Uh, so i don't think you can classify games as pc games or xbox games Uh, both pc and xbox are platforms that are owned by microsoft games can be xbox exclusives but microsoft has sort of given up on the idea of creating exclusives they now buy into the philosophy of play anywhere as long as you are paying our subscription fee <laughs> so there are games games could rather be classified as old games and modern games uh, old games would be games from the original xbox from the xbox 360 and then there are I say the xbox one which is the new fam the not the newest but the uh second uh the penultimate family of xbox and also other games that uh, uh, have been as a PC games ported over to this. So I would say the Game Pass gives you a healthy mix of really new modern AAA titles and also really old games. So for me, like as a person who has never delved into gaming before as a young adulthood, I would say... What it allows me to do is it allows me to play some classic games that are just really good games even if they are not a visual treat and then also these modern AAA titles that I want to really really play. Uh, The cutting edge of games you might not get but that is I think it's a very narrow window before games are available on Game Pass and of course not all games are going to be available but like, for somebody like me, was like, really, like, right now, you know, it's like, you just discovered movies today. So, like, I think it's just a treat. There's so many games that I don't have to worry about it.
1: So, the Game Pass basically, I mean, I think they advertise it also, or, you know, the intention was also to just create a Netflix for games, right? So, it's like a subscription, you buy the subscription, you pay the monthly fee, you select a game title and mm-hmm. you start playing. That's how it works.
0: Yeah, but there are other benefits to it also.
1: Okay, like what? Actually, getting ahead of ourselves. So, what I, from whatever I've heard from you till now, it seems like you like the Game Pass, right? And so, in, in your opinion, for a game subscription service like this, What are the criteria that, that, you know, appeal to you or what what is it that you are looking for that qualifies it as a good service or a good subscription that you have opted for?
0: So, I think that everybody, okay, so the most important thing would be the curation of games. The games need to, like, it would be unrealistic to expect the latest and greatest games okay just like with netflix like you can't expect movies which are running in the theater to run uh, on netflix as well unless netflix made them and it's the same thing with xbox game pass the games are available uh, the, the games that are made by microsoft are all re- available on release day but other games are also available quite after, quite soon so the curation is the first thing the second thing is pricing so the major disadvantage of game pass is that if i'm in the middle of the game and i feel like you know i'm gaming very less these days then I, I don't really want to subscribe to it i'll i'm going to finish this game over a period of 10 months because i play very rarely i can't stop subscribing to it because i lose access to the game the moment i Stop, uh, stop paying for the service so i have to keep paying for the service and if there is somebody who plays in bursts and only plays a few games the money side of it might not make sense to them so how much they charge matters and that is why i said going for the cheapest version is the best way to go about it The third thing that would matter to me and it's a little bit of an arcane point is that if it's a cross-platform service like Game Pass, because Game Pass also includes games on PC, it should have the ability to share safe states. What that means is if I am at a certain point in a game on my Xbox and I pick it up on my PC, I should be able to jump into the game from that same point and resume the game and it should not be a new game. Okay, so that's the third thing. Uh, Another thing would be uh, so just having so this is because I've heard from my PlayStation friends just having uh, a streaming service uh, basically locks you into using digital games and in India like we have a really like balls to the walls internet connection say 2 gigabit down but most people are not really don't really have access to that kind of internet and games are usually 100 gb to 200 gb downloads and the problem with that is because you are logged into a digital ecosystem you are just stuck downloading these huge files so uh i would say that is a drawback of or di- like if you are living in a country like india not having discs is a major drawback if you have slow internet slow or decent internet also because these are such huge files and
1: okay. so help me understand here a little bit you so it's not exactly like netflix that in the sense that you know you select a title and you can just start playing you do have to download the files
0: But that's how games should work, no? Like, games are not like movies. Movies are not executable programs. They are just media. You can play it, okay? The executable file is the VLC player or the Netflix web app. But games are software, right? You need the software to download on your computer like if you are using microsoft word sure you can run a web app like you can run it on the server itself and microsoft does provide that option as a part of game pass abroad like run the game in the cloud and stream it But you need a really fast and more importantly, you need a very low latency connection because what's happening is you are interacting with the game in real time. So you press a button and an action takes place in the game. If the server is located far away from you and you have a low latency connection, even if it's a high speed connection, then what will happen is the game will become very laggy for you and you will not enjoy it. So that's why you need to have downloadable files because that is what the console does it's a computer that runs the game and also cloud gaming is a thing but it's not a thing yet in India and for most of the world I would say it's not really a thing right now
1: okay so we talked about four criteria right curation of games, the pricing the you know sharing of save states and the fact that A streaming service basically locks you into playing only digital games and hence you need good Wi-Fi or good Mm. internet. Um, So, what are the competing services? Uh, There's PlayStation Now, right? Would you say that it is better, worse or the same as the Xbox?
0: PlayStation Now is not available in India, I think. Oh. And also PlayStation Now is a cloud gaming service. Okay. You do have games on it, but they are run on a server, irrespective of whether you own a PlayStation or not. And PlayStation now has old games that are emulated. But uh, they don't have any latest games as far as I know. Like I might be wrong about it, but it's Playstation's fault. They have two competing services, they have Playstation Plus and Playstation now, and I have trouble remembering which is which but the problem over there is both of their services have very few games the one that has a larger number of games has old titles that are uh, uh, that are say classic and really good titles but still old titles that run on servers and it's a cloud gaming service it's not a game subscription service
1: okay so what is it that your Friends who have playstations find most appealing about owning that gaming console
0: well playstation like microsoft decided they really weren't going to go to the uh, ec- uh sorry exclusive route where the games that launch on xbox are going to stay on xbox Play, Sony sort of went the opposite route. They said that the games that run on PlayStation are going to be PlayStation or at least a majority of those games On I don't know if it's the majority but a pl- uh, you can say a pl- pl- plurality a plurality of those games is going to be uh, limited to the expo- or to the PlayStation ecosystem. So if you want to play those games you have to buy a PlayStation. So... That is the first thing. The second thing is, I think that PlayStation has just been very good at having these series of games that have been going on since the PlayStation 1 or PlayStation 2. These are really classic titles that have evolved over time and people have been invested in them and they want to play those games and to play those games, you have to get a PlayStation and yeah, I think those are the two big factors driving PlayStation.
1: Okay. So, would you consider upgrading or changing to a PlayStation or upgrading your console right now or you're really happy with the setup that you have?
0: So, I'm in a unique position. I have a very, like, I have an old TV. I have a 1080p TV and I have an Xbox One X which was meant to be a 4K console. I got it because... I wanted to be in this position it's like a very nuanced like I'll try to explain it. All these new games that are going to come out now are going to push these old consoles to their limit. And if I wanted to play at 4K, like if I wanted to play at using like your, the nice TV that you have at your place, which is, a, you know, the best Sony TV, uh, like full 4K, the, my Xbox would not be able to handle it. It would lag, the frame rate would drop to less than 30 frames per second. And the latest game that is out called uh, Cyberpunk 2077. 2077 It just, it would be a very poor experience. But I run most of my games on 1080p because I only have a 1080p TV. And because of that, the Xbox is my Xbox, which is the 4K Xbox of the last generation is more than capable of running these new games at 1080p. So that is one thing that is really, really good. So I would say I would, I'm not going to upgrade anytime soon, but you know me. (laughs) <laughs> the other thing is if i were to upgrade i would probably upgrade like i am really tempted i want to play spider-man it's only on playstation i want to play ghost of toshima it's also only on playstation i want to like sony really does have a lot of good exclusives but the problem is those games are expensive man and even if i bought up like right now my playing habits Like I was talking to Angkor, a friend of mine who owns a PlayStation. And our playing habits are fundamentally different. I start a game. I get bored, I immediately download another game and jump into that because I don't have to pay for my games, right? I only pay a standard amount. It's like Netflix. You start watching something and then uh, you know, you get bored of it, you click on something else, you move on, right? Now imagine you went out and you bought a DVD of a movie and that's the only movie you had in your house and you had to watch that movie or had to pay a significant amount of money to get another DVD. That's his attitude towards gaming and no matter how good, like Maybe you get, got the DVD of The Dark Knight. And you can watch it over and over. It's a really good movie. But. I Is it good enough? Like, Is it so good. That you know. You can just live with that one movie. It's like variety over really high quality. So I would stick to getting the Xbox. But i really want the PS5. I don't know why. I might get both. Like I think one way would be to see that. If you have a gaming PC. Then get an get a PS5 because gaming PC and Xbox run essentially the same games. But I think I would get both <laughs> if I'm being honest.
1: Okay. So but if you didn't have the budget for
0: both No, then... then get the Xbox. Just just because most people I know play FIFA and Call of Duty and both of them would cost you 5000 if you bought both games right now and they would be a part of your subscription in not call of duty but fifa would be a part of your subscription in the in game pass and i would say just get the xbox and you can play more games some of those games might not be as good also uh, to that end microsoft just purchased bethesda which is one of the largest game developers in the world and own like a ton of you know, amazing properties when it comes to intellectual properties when it comes to gaming and the Game Pass service is just going to grow and expand. And how long can Sony compete with like Microsoft has really deep pockets. It's a trillion dollar company. It's no joke. And Sony is a big company, sure, but they and after a while, it's just not in the same league. I feel like Microsoft strategy is the strategy of the future. Nobody wants to buy movies from the Play Movies app or the iTunes movies and I don't think people want to buy games either.
1: Okay. So, I think the biggest question that remains is what happens to, you know, those people. Like you mentioned when you were talking about pricing that what if you just are somebody who plays sporadically and, you know, you play maybe one or two or like you just mentioned that most people you know play FIFA and Call of Duty and they don't really want access to these hundreds of
0: games. and. So they can still buy the game on Xbox. It's not like you can buy games on Xbox. I think the main issue is... Mm-hmm. So games are very different. Not only does game streaming change the in- change how we buy games, it changes the incentive of game de- incentives for game developers itself, uh, themselves because games are not static media like movies or music like once they are made they are made they are continuously evolving and if the only time a developer was going to get money from you was up front and then the game was yours and that's it and then they moved on to their next game what you would end up getting is a game that would like a lot of games have bugs when they release and other issues and even if they don't there, there is always a new storylines to be explored and that's why you get sequels and you get, say, prequels and so on and the universe expands. But instead of doing that, they could just create these huge worlds of open-ended games that could continuously be evolving because now they are being rewarded by playtime and not by one-time payment. On top of that, it would discourage creating low-quality So, there are a lot of these games that have amazing trailers, okay? But when they come out, they are trash. Except everybody saw the trailer and they put down the money for the pre-order. And now all that money is with the developer and the developer releases a shit product. And some of those people will get their refund but most of those people would not care but in a subscription service it is really difficult to do that okay it is because people you get paid on play time and people will not play a trash game and people you will not get any money so there is that so it changes game development on its head but on the other end to your uh, to to answer your question i think games will also get cheaper because I think the source of income will not like developers will have more than one source of income and they will not be worried about upfront uh, trying to uh, uh, basically uh, collect all the development costs upfront from physical disk and you know, online digital sales and that will allow them to create, you know, basically cheaper packages. And I think those people will also benefit in the long run. I do believe there is an argument to be made like as we move into the future we own sorry this is becoming a rant but uh, we own less and less of the products that we buy for example we don't own any movies on Netflix right but the DVDs that we bought in the early 2000s we still have them if all if Netflix tomorrow decides to stop you know uh sort of hosting the movie that you really like and you're paying netflix for one tv series that you like to rewatch there's nothing you can do about it if you stop playing uh, paying netflix you won't uh, have access to that movie right but on top of that like you uh the problem is let's suppose you bought a movie like you bought a movie from play movies or itunes now you own that movie right you are not just subscribed to a subscription service but Even then if the service goes down. They shut their doors. You can't get that digital good. It's not yours exactly. You can only get it a limited number of times. You can't have it on a physical disc. And that is a problem. Movies are still fine. Because you can probably. There are these services. allow. I have not used them. But they allow you to download the movies you buy. And keep them separately. But games don't work that way. Games work on the console. If microsoft tomorrow decides that your xbox is really old and it does not want to support the microsoft store for your xbox because it's just an old piece of hardware but you really like using it and all you bought were digital games then all of your games are gone unless you download each one of them and your xbox might not have space for downloading all of those games Uh, So. There is value in buying discs. The amount of ownership to get in what you are, pay- is proportional to what you are paying for. You can exchange discs with people. You can uh, basically, uh, the, in developed countries where gaming is more popular than it is in India, there's a whole ecosystem behi- built around trading games. And uh, to de- I think in those places, it mu- it makes sense to own digital discs. On top of that, um, so yeah, basically, uh, not on top of that, but uh, the percent I would say the amount of ownership that you take that you have in your products, like the I think it is continuously decreasing, and it is a trend that nobody knew uh, you like you know notices and subscription services are the biggest threat to that and our rights as users are being infringed. So that is something that gives me a pause. Although I am very enthusiastic about the growth of subscription services. But that is something that, you know, gives me a pause.
1: So very philosophical there. Um, But, I mean, well noted, but coming back to the Xbox Game Pass. uh, So we've talked a lot about uh you know what makes the xbox game pass so good for you um and now you know coming to almost like a close to this episode what do you think would make the game pass a better choice for you like you know what features do you think it should have to make it irresistible Or, does it, or
0: is it perfect already? It should allow me to buy one game from Microsoft Store every three months or four months or I don't know, whatever makes financial sense for Microsoft. And I'll give you two very important reasons for that. The two biggest detractions that a potential buyer might have is one, as I said, losing access to all your games. And two, once uh, uh, you stop stopping and two, not all games are included in Xbox, right? But Microsoft, uh, Xbox Game Pass. So Microsoft also owns like is like distributes games through Microsoft Game Store and they handle all the transactions and they can give you some credits to buy that one game that you really want but it's not included. like cyberpunk 2077 is a big game i want to play it right now it's not included in game pass i can wait because the because i'm busy right now and i'm not really like gaming as a 4 5 hours a day that i need to have it but i really want to try it out and i can't and i have to wait and if they let people do that they would essentially be put you know like just closing all the loopholes that exist for that detract people from buying into this service so the that is the first one the second one would be to you know there are a lot of games that are continuously evolving i think fortnite is the best example of that they have a continuously evolving season, season, season system where every season there's a new storyline and people have to play. It's a massive uh, online multiplayer game. Not a massive online multiplayer game, but it's a battle royal game with 100 people in one session. But the story and the map keeps changing every season. You have to buy a season pass. But this is, it's not, not a narrative driven game. But I think if they built a narrative driven game that was continuously evolving and just so much bigger in scale allowed by that money pumped in through that subscription service, that it blew everything else out of the water because games, I think, are really that next generational form of entertainment, which is continuously evolving. It is very engaging. It needs user input, so they could build a game based on this money that keeps flowing in. That is really good, high quality entertainment that keeps going. It's like a mar. You know how Marvel Cinematic Universe functions, but like, but with a game. And I think like it does. So my like Netflix has Stranger Things, right? Mm-hmm. And if you like, you want to go to Netflix to watch Stranger Things, it's unlike anything. Before that, it has House of Cards. All of these TV series, uh, sorry, web series, have been so successful because of the unique nature of streaming platforms that allowed them to essentially create what were, you know, every episode is the equivalent of a cinematic experience of a movie right so that's the level that they were able to elevate uh you know series making to so i think game pass has the potential to do that with games and they need that one killer game that just is only on game pass and i need game pass to have it and if they do it and i think they can do it then that would be the final nail in the coffin right and we are
1: moving to a world like Ready Player One. <laughs> That's the conclusion of this episode, I guess.
0: <laughs> I know. Okay. Okay, thank you.